Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on 88.3 WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on the heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York on October 25th, 2022. I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Slightly less than 40% of tested New York students Past state math assessments last spring in grades 3 through 8, state officials announced yesterday the latest evidence that the COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted academic achievement at national, state, and local levels. Testing in English showed somewhat better outcomes, with just under half of those tested passing. John Hildebrand and Michael R. Ebert report on Newsday.com that the latest round of assessments marked the first time that students in elementary and secondary schools statewide have been fully tested since the onset of the COVID pandemic in March 2020. The fact that New York's scores slumped more in math than in English underlined a point already made by many educational leaders on Long Island and elsewhere. Math is a subject especially difficult to teach when students are confined to remote instruction at home. Monday's announcement from Albany marked the first release of the results from testing of grades 3 through 8, conducted district by district in March, April, and May throughout New York State. In the Eastport South Manor School District, uh, they are disciplining several students uh, following a TikTok video recorded at the high school that included racist and derogatory language, district officials said yesterday. Joy Tyrell reports on Newsday.com that in a letter to the community, Superintendent Joseph A. Stimel said the district became aware late Sunday of an inappropriate video circulating on social media of Eastport South Manor High School students dancing in a classroom to a song with racially derogatory lyrics. The Eastport South Manor School District conducted an internal investigation and identified the students responsible for the 17-second video. The district did not name the students, but Stimel said per the Code of Conduct, the students are involved. As students involved are now facing the appropriate strict disciplinary action. The video was deleted from social media Monday morning. Here in Southampton, hoping to improve vehicle flow during peak hours, both the town and village of Southampton this month launched traffic pilot programs at busy intersections. The separate programs include the temporary addition of blinking lights and uh, change, changing to turn regulations. Grant Parpan reports on Newsday.com that Southampton Town Supervisor Jay Schneiderman said the program launched by his municipality yesterday is a test of the town's ability to reduce morning commute times without negatively impacting side streets in Southampton, Hampton Bays, and Watermill between 5.30 and 9.30 a.m. The supervisor said the town is counting vehicles and monitoring traffic flow at six intersections before, during, after the pilot program ending October 28th. The study includes choke points along both County Road 39 and Montauk Highway. Quote, we're trying to think, uh, test this idea in the mornings to see if we can get the traffic flowing better by blinking lights, he told residents at a public hearing October 11. Supervisor Schneiderman said they'll use the data gain, including the cost of deploying police officers and highway workers to the intersections to see if the program would be worth revisiting. 
Southampton Village launched its pilot program on October 3rd. Mayor Jesse Warren said the goal is to improve traffic flow on Hill Street while reducing traffic volume on surrounding streets. The village banned left-hand turns onto Hill Street from two intersections and a right-hand turn at another from 3 to 7 p.m. on weekdays. Residents at a village hearing on October 13 reported mostly positive feedback on the program, and trustees agreed to extend it beyond the initially planned two-week period. The Southampton Village Board may vote to keep the regulations in place even longer at its meeting on Friday. And finally, Vermont's Governor Kathy Hochul of New York has trusted that the state's strong Democratic majority would keep her in office largely on the strength of a simple message. Her Republican opponent was too close to Donald J. Trump and would roll back abortion rights. But just two weeks before Election Day, a rapidly tightening contest has Hochul racing to expand her closing argument as Democrats warily concede they may have misjudged powerful fears driving the electorate, particularly around crime. Nicholas Fandos in the New York Times reports that in just the last few days, Hochul stood with Mayor Eric Adams to announce a new flood of police officers into New York City subways. She visited five Harlem churches to assure stalwart black voters she was laser-focused on safety, and she highlighted new statistics showing authorities were seizing more guns under her watch. Quote, we believe in justice, the justice that Jesus teaches us, but it's also about safety, Hochul said at one of her stops in Harlem. We are laser focused on keeping you, your children and your grandchildren safe. Her campaign has begun recalibrating its paid message too, shifting the focus of millions of dollars in ad spending to highlight the governor's efforts to stoke the economy and improve public safety, notably including a package of modest Changes to the state's bail laws that has divided her party. Spots trumpeting her record will run alongside a new ad tying the Republican candidate, uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin, to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. The first and only televised debate between Hochul 64 and Zeldin 42 is scheduled for tonight. It's a one-hour debate hosted by Spectrum News New York 1, set for 7 p.m. I looked into it. There's a an open access link on ny1.com for those of you out there who don't subscribe to Spectrum, as well as an app for non-subscribers to view tonight's debate. Reading the weather in Greenport in honor of our first guest this morning, Sally Grant, the new arts exhibits curator at Greenport's Floyd Memorial Library. Joining us for our hot studio segment, underwritten by Peconic Landing. At the bottom of the hour, looks like patchy drizzle with a chance of showers before 2 p.m., then a chance of showers after 2. Areas of fog before 2, otherwise cloudy with a high near 67 degrees. East wind around 7 miles per hour. Tonight, showers likely mainly after 2 a.m. And patchy fog after midnight, otherwise cloudy with a low around 61 degrees. East wind 3 to 5 miles per hour, very mild. Right now it's 64 degrees. And in honor of that dense fog advisory, uh, we began our morning with uh, I made a fog-centric playlist for you. We've got Lindisfarne, Sugar Daisy, We Va Voix, uh, the, the, the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra and Willie Nelson, a great duet, Billie Holiday, Casey and the Attaboys, ahead of Tom Waits. But first, the Boxer Rebellion, the fog I was lost in from the 2016 record Ocean by Ocean, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Beautiful track I'd never heard before putting together this playlist for you. We've got a nice half-century jump forward in time from Lindis Farns' Fog on the Tyne, uh, the title track to their 1971 record, to Sugar Daisy's Fog on the Pond and a Whistle in the Wind from their 2021 corporate strawberry record. If you're looking for awesome music from all decades and genres, perhaps to add to your playlist and or interviews from all uh, folks from all walks of life, you get it all right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the weekday morning and midnight show, The Heart of the East End. Of course, if you want the entire playlist from the show, you can always find it on the Heart of the East End program page on WLIW.org slash radio, where you can also stream the show every morning and midnight um, or you can find us on the 88.3 section of your FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Lindisfarne, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. A sleazy snack bar soaking sickly sausage rolls. <laughs> 
Slipping down slowly, slipping down sideways Think I'll sign off the door Cause the bug on the tine is all mine, all mine The bug on the tine is all mine The bug on the tine is all mine, all mine The bug on the tine is all mine Could a copper catch a crooked cop and make a could a copper comprehend that a crooked cop and make is just an undertaker who undertakes to be your friend? And the bug on the tine is all mine, all mine. The bug on the tine is all mine. The bug on the tine is all mine, all mine. The bug on the tine is all mine. Tell it to tomorrow, today will take its time to tell you what tonight will bring. Presently we'll have a pint or two together, everybody do their thing. swing together we can have a wee wee we can have a wet on the wall if someone slips a whisper that it's simple sister slap them down and slap it on their smalls cause the bug on the tine is all mine all mine the bug on the tine is all mine the bug on the tine is all mine all mine the bug on the tine is all mine the bug on the tine is all mine all mine the bug on the tine is all mine There's a fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind My grandpa was a fishing man He got an education, bought a plot of land With the fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind And every dog he had was the best damn friend They'd be up in the hills with a gun and a grin Beat the sun out of bed every morning With the fog on the pond and a whistle 
saw his dad at the pond walking with an Indian. He said, hey, dad, but they kept walking. And there's a fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind. There's a fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind. From Sugar Daisy to We Va Voix, stay tuned for Sally Grant joining me for the Hot Studio segment, underwritten by Peconic Landing at the bottom of the hour. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I love this track. Another foggy day in this old town Hidden by the mist that's all around I walk the streets though they don't know my name Been so long, call them home all the same Another foggy day in this old town The heart of the sun beats without a sound I pace the streets to drive away the gloom And contemplate the air that I consume Another foggy day, but I'm elsewhere Surfing skies like oceans of blue air I let the current carry me away Out of range of narrow-minded ways Above the city's gaze, I climb and climb And leave the weight of urban life behind I sail through clouds and float on silver skies Wells and nights a place from my home
kind of a pet track on today's Foggy Day playlist, the band We Va Voix. Absolutely love that track. If it's still foggy where you are, that should be breaking up within the hour. And if you don't know the name of our next guest, you're about to find out a bit more about her. Sally Grant is the new arts exhibit curator at uh, Greenport's Floyd Memorial Library. Good morning, Sally. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being with us. So so tell us, first of all, how you came uh, to your role at the Floyd Memorial Library in Greenport. Um, okay, well, I um, uh, when Lisa was the um, director of the library, that was about a year and a, a half ago, a couple of years ago, um, she's since retired, but um, I applied for a part-time role um, on the um, circulation desk. Um, and then... Um, Lisa hired me and then probably retired. Um, and Tom is the new director, um, took over, I guess, just, you know, as I say, about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and he found out about my background in art history. Um, I'm actually a trained art historian. Um, and so he asked if I might um, curate the art exhibitions. They used to be curated by Poppy Johnson, um, who was the adult um, reference librarian, but she retired and um, so it was my opportunity to to take on it's a part-time role for me so we'll have about four exhibitions a year so we're really excited to talk about them but first and forgive me because i, I don't want to be offensive at all but i am loving your accent is it <laughs> is it scottish can you t- can you tell me a little it bit is, more it is, yes. okay I'm from aberdeen northeast scotland all right. Yeah, I've watched. I have a a little. Uh, she's ten months old almost, and we watch Brave an awful lot. So that's how I zeroed in on, oh. on where. It, so uh, can you can you talk a little bit about coming here from Scotland? Uh, oh goodness, yeah, it's kind of a little longish story. It was um, kind of I travelled um, a fair bit. I kind of, you know wanted to see you know some of the world. So when I was eighteen, I went. Um, uh, worked as a nanny in Italy, uh, travelled in Europe for a couple of years, went back to the UK and then uh, did wanted to do a bit more travel so went to Australia. Um, and then I met my now husband, who's actually English, um, but we met in Australia and we decided to stay there um, for a while. So we were there for a number of years. I then went to university in Australia. I always wanted to, uh, you know, I knew I wanted to go to university and I just wanted to kind of take a few years travelling first. So I actually did my art history Italian uh, degree in uh, my undergrad and then my PhD all in Sydney um, in uh, at the University of Sydney. Beautiful and then city. about yeah. 10 years ago, <laughs> yes, and about 10 years ago, um, we had the chance to, uh, to come over here um, with my husband's work, actually. Um, but New York was kind of always my dream city. And I was able to finish my PhD while we were living here. What a beautiful globetrotting story. <laughs> You know, and, and, and in some ways, <laughs> in some ways, it's segues. You know, we've got, uh, so Margaret Hoover is going to be uh, interviewing her husband, John Avalon. Of course, Margaret Hoover is the host of Firing Line, which we carry here on WLIWFM 630 on Sundays. John, uh, a senior uh, political analyst on CNN, and he just had the new book, Lincoln and the Fight for Peace. Uh, we saw him at Authors Night. Uh, Brian Cosgrove did an an awesome interview about that very, very cool book. And you've got her interviewing him this weekend at the library, right? Yes, exactly. Um, it's this Friday at 
p.m. Um, and I should say we're we're expecting obviously a, a prominent couple. Um, and I actually heard John uh, speaking about his book on Shelter Island, um, and it was really inspiring. So I think it'll be a great discussion, and it'll be interesting that he kind of spoke on his own at Shelter Island, whereas at the Green uh, Print Library, Margaret will be interviewing him. Where there'll be in a discussion. So I think that's really interesting. So if people are interested in going, it's probably best to phone the library and register for that. Got it. Okay. Um, and and in that, so to get the and that's a perfect segue uh, mentioning Shelter Island because you have that great art exhibit by Roz Diamond. We've spoken to her about uh, her ex- exhibit, uh, My Affair with Abraham Lincoln, talking about how the events throughout the pandemic uh, sort of inspired her to do these uh, this great portrait series of our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. And um, and now it has found its way to Greenport. Can you talk a little bit about about choosing uh, Roz's pieces as I suppose your your inaugural exhibit as the arts exhibit curator at uh, Floyd Memorial in Greenport? Sure, actually. This is a, my fifth, um, I think, it's my fifth exhibition. Oh. Um, I just started in the middle of last. Yeah, I started in the middle of last. So then, my apologies. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. Um, uh, yeah, the first exhibition was called All Together Now. It was our library's first post-lockdown exhibition. So it was all we had a dozen artists, um, and it was all about celebrating the places of the North Fork. So I mean, this the exhibitions. I'm really keen to have. Um, ambitious exhibitions, but I'm also very uh, conscious that I, I want them to be community focused. You we're a local library, and the art world can be quite elitist. I really want to try and make art more accessible for people. You know, obviously, things at the library, the exhibitions are all free. Generally, all the events that we put on at the library, whether they're focused on the exhibitions or other things, generally they're all free. It's only very occasionally that there is any uh, cost involved. Um, so yeah, so this one with Roz came into the library, introduced herself, and we got chatting about all things art and, and, and culture, and she showed me the Lincolns, and I was just, you know, blown away how, how striking they are. There's these really impressionistic um, uh, portraits of Lincoln. They were inspired by Alexander Gardner's 1863 photo, which is probably one of the more famous photos um, of, of Lincoln. But um, as you said, um, it was her, Roz's response to what on um, in U.S. politics between December 2020 and uh, Biden's inauguration in January 21. And the first um, show, as you said, at Shelter Island Library, what's kind of exciting now, it's a traveling exhibition. Rose is hoping it will go on to, you know, other places and uh, maybe, um, you know, bigger, ex- bigger uh, museums than our couple of libraries out here um but it's exciting that she's since added um, a couple of new pieces yes uh, yes to the 19 original works plus four qr code linkedins so you can scan your you, you look your phone you can scan the link and then you see work being created i wouldn't be surprised to see these go on to uh bigger uh, you know uh, spaces and and uh organizations i'm especially interested to see the portrait of mary todd uh, that was added, uh, I suppose, recently, or you know, um, and and it's titled "I, I Had No One." Is that speaking to uh, her raising the kids and and taking care uh, of the house without um, her husband around? Yeah, and I think also, um, I, I and I, I don't know too much about the nuances of, of, of American history and politics, but I believe that um, her family. Um, own slaves and um, you know, obviously 
and then you know she's married to Lincoln. So I think she maybe was she felt that she was caught in, in you know in in between space, and oh. she was kind of on her own. Right. Wow. Very deep. We'll have to have mm. Roz and, back and, to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've we've uh, we've seen it a space in the library that kind of uh, speaks to the idea that that she had no one. It's quite its own space. This is fascinating stuff. All right, so I just wanted to uh, echo you a little bit. Uh, folks that want to see Margaret Hoover interview uh, John Avalon about his book, uh, Lincoln and the Fight for Peace, uh, this Friday, uh, you just need to register. Is uh, that on the, the Greenport Library website? What's that URL? Yeah, so it's flightmemoriallibrary.org. Um, but it's probably just as best to just give um, the library a call. And the telephone number is 631-477-0660. Got it. So floydmemorial.org, uh, the website there. Sally, I hope yeah. you'll I hope you'll come back on with us to talk about uh, future exhibitions and, and more so uh, that you might be able to make it uh, in person in the studio here. We would love to have you. And we're excited about this. When does um, Roz's exhibition end? And you maybe have you chosen the next exhibition to come? Um, so Roz's works will be up until January the eighth, uh, and then we're I'm working on a couple of um, exhibitions into the future. One is with Sabina Super, uh, who's based in Sad Harbor, and um, she created a number of works related to the whaling industry uh, in Sad Harbor. But what she, and it's very historically researched, but what um, her plan for Greenport is to kind of add to that and uh, create some ports of people who are involved in the maritime industry in Greenport. Oh, and North love Port. it. Love uh, it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Especially bringing, bringing Greenport and Sag Harbor together in that way. I kind of feel like that's something that should be done more often, and I applaud you for doing so. Uh, Sally Grant, the new uh, Arts Exhibits Curator at Greenport's Floyd, Mem- Floyd Memorial Library. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is Frank Sinatra and Willie Nelson. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You just heard the hot studio segment underwritten by Beconic Landing right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. Museum, it lost its charm. How long I wonder could this thing last? But the age of miracles had never passed. For suddenly I saw you standing right there. And in foggy London town, the sun was shining, shining, shining everywhere. A foggy day back in London town. 
lost its charm. How long, I wonder, could this thing last? But the age of miracles, it hadn't passed. And suddenly, I saw you standing right there. And in foggy London town, the sun was shining, shining, shining everywhere. From the chairman of the board and Willie Nelson to Billie Holiday, right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I was a stranger in the city of town where the people I knew. I had that feeling of self-pity what to do what to do what to do the outlook was decidedly blue but as I walked through the foggy streets alone it turned out to be the luckiest day I've known. A foggy day in London town had me low and had me down. I viewed the morning with such love the British Museum had lost its charm how long I wondered could this thing last but the age of miracles hadn't passed for suddenly I saw you there and through foggy London town the sun was shining everywhere.
it down. I view the morning with such a love. The British Museum had lost its charm. How long I wondered could this thing last? But the age of miracles had passed. For suddenly I saw you there And through foggy London town The sun was shining upside down Get ready for a fight Cause I never thought it happened To have my best friend chasing after you Yes, you've got a cheating heart Well, there's no way to deny it You're a devil in an angel's satin gown So stay out of my sight You're wicked when you're laughing And you know I swear to kick me when I'm down if you wanna go, no one's gonna stop you. Pack up on your misery and leave. Cause everybody said that you could not be trusted. And now you pulled the same routine on me. distant night I can hear the train rolling you're leaving town with your suitcase full of sin but everything will be alright I'm better off not knowing where you're at or where you are going so if you wanna go no one's gonna stop you just pack up all your misery and leave cause everybody now you pull the same routine on me. up all your misery and leave because everybody 
Ooh. Rearranging the playlist for a 60-year jump backward in time. Earl Scruggs, Foggy Mountain Breakdown, after Casey and the Attaboys' Foggy Night from the Don't Give Up record of 2019. On WLIWFM. Little Earl Scruggs Bluegrass, 10 minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour in the next local news update. I scrubbed a couple tracks, uh, including the Chieftains' uh, Foggy Dew, to uh, back those guys up as a 60-year jump back in time, six whole decades, uh, which was sort of perfect because that leaves William Lawrence's The Foggy Veils of Time from his brand-new record, Through the Hollow Hills. You'll remember uh, Will Lawrence was on with us just a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then we'll lead you into the NPR news break with Foggy from the Quiet Life record, uh, or excuse me, the Quiet Life uh, Foggy titled track of uh, our t- uh, record of 2016. Why is that perfect? Well, uh, this morning when when I woke, it was it had a dense fog advisory just through 10 o'clock and Quiet Life's Foggy leads us into the quiet section of the set list, so kind of magical there. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is William Lawrence and Quiet Life. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR news uh, station, WLI. 
WFM.
live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York. I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul and Republican challenger Lee Zeldin will square off this evening for their only debate of the campaign just two weeks before Election Day and as the race has tightened. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that tonight's one-hour debate, hosted by Spectrum News NY1, is set for 7 p.m. You can go to ny1.com to learn how to access from the website via an open access link or app if you don't subscribe to Spectrum. The event will mark perhaps the final milepost in the race before early voting begins Saturday statewide. It also gives candidates an opportunity to make closing arguments to try to sway undecided voters. But with polls showing a scarcity of such voters, the debate just as well provides Hochul and Zeldin, a Republican congressman from Shirley, Long Island, with an opportunity to fire up supporters and encourage them to go vote. Quote, the traditional way of thinking about debates in politics is they only change minds at the margins and more often tend to solidify supporters. That's Jim Twombly, a longtime political scientist at Elmira College, who told Newsday that. The most recent Marist College poll on the governor's race taken earlier this month found about 4% of voters said they could change their minds about whom to back. Last week, a Quinnipiac University poll said Hochul's lead over Zeldin was just four points. In Riverhead, the site plan for the former TrueTech property at 680 Elton Street in Riverhead gained preliminary approval from the Riverhead Planning Board this past Thursday. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the application first filed in April drew objections from area residents because it included a firearms training facility and shooting range with retail gun sales and gun smithing services in a portion of the 73,100-square-foot uh, commercial building. Other proposed uses at the site include an HVAC company and offices. After the town board took steps to regulate retail gun sales with a proposed code that would eliminate that use in the zoning district governing the Elton Street site, the applicant removed retail gun sales and gunsmithing from its proposed uses at the property. The uh, Riverhead Town Board held a public hearing on a proposed code to regulate gun shops on June uh, 21st, but has not voted on the legislation. The planning board vote granting preliminary site plan approval came after a public hearing on the site plan application that uh, concluded October 6th. And finally, Southhold Police Chief Martin Flatley was officially reinstated yesterday after the town board voted uh, unanimously at a special meeting at town hall to allow him to return to his post following his suspension earlier this year. Addressing the board with more than 50 people in attendance, Flatley, who will be back with the department starting today, said he accepted ultimate responsibility for how the Southhold Police Department allegedly mishandled complaints over a former police sergeant's retirement party in 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic. John Paul Salamanca reports on Newsday.com that under the terms of the settlement, Flatley will retire effective June 24, 2024, according to a memorandum to the town board, which came from Southold's town attorney, John J. Burke. In addition, a letter of reprimand will also be permanently placed in Flatley's personnel folder. The settlement will uh, also required Flatley to issue a public apology on the incident and said he would accept the suspension without pay from August 12th 
through the ratification of the settlement agreement. Quote, I apologize to all the residents of the town and in particular to the residents who called 911 with the police department to register a complaint uh, regarding activities associated with the retirement party. They deserved a professional response from our department, which they did not receive, Flatley said in a prepared statement. He added that going forward, quote, I will ensure that this type of activity will never occur again under my leadership. I will work to restore the trust and relationship that all Southhold Town residents deserve to have with their police department, end quote. After Monday's vote, Chief Flatley was greeted by officers, residents, and others outside of the meeting room with applause. Welcome back, Chief Flatley. Uh, reading the weather in Southampton in honor of Boots on the Ground Theater's Colin Palmer, joining us for a special segment at 1045. That's 145 if you're listening to the replay. He'll be talking about the final weekend of the Jekyll and Hyde play. BOTG has been running at the Southampton Cultural Center, looking like patchy drizzle with a chance of showers before 2 p.m. and then a chance of showers after 2 as well. Areas of fog before 2, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 67 degrees. East wind around 8 miles per hour. Tonight, showers likely mainly after 2 a.m. Patchy fog after midnight, otherwise cloudy with a low around 61 degrees. East wind around 6 miles per hour. Uh, right now, it is 69 degrees. Very warm. Uh, well, you know, considering. Um, and we've got ah, a track I love. This is Quiet from Jump Little Children's 1995 Licorice Tea demos. Uh, Kieran McGee, Quiet from his anonymous record of 2004, then a one-decade bunny hop. Forward in time, Jason Mraz is Quiet from the Yes record of 2014, then we'll move forward a single year with Quiet from a, a band called Men I Trust, I loved this track uh, driving into, oh, no, that wasn't the one. This one's good, but Soko, Quiet Storm, which you'll hear uh, a couple tracks later from the Feel Feelings record of 2020 is one I was very interested in when I was listening to the playlist on the way into the studio to play for you. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Jump Little Children, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI. WFM. Stay tuned. She came in the back, sir, with the heart on her sleeve. If I had even noticed what I asked her to leave, but I was too far away from the scene of the crime, just to me and a cup of hot sleepless hands. Reading the latest biographies, hoping that it might be someone like me, just to find me a way out of my head. But let's forget all that, cause it's time for this. Yeah, yeah. She came in the back, sir. With her heart in her hand, and she was quiet as the old dusty baby friend. And I was half asleep in the candlelight, that hot cup of tea, it did me just right. And she was stepping around through open doors, with white socks on the hardwood floor. And she sat herself down behind the keys, and she played, and she played as loud as she pleased. And I said, oh, 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 oh my. And quiet, open wide, and you come inside to disturb my precious peace. 
and quiet. I love the way that you play, but I need my precious peace and quiet. I kick you out, my scream and shout, but I just can't seem to do it. So I jumped out of bed with my heart in my throat, and I picked up my heels so I could get you a girl. Cause I remember the last time you did this trick, you had me spooking around with a candlestick. Peace and quiet, that's what I have But you. You can't help but be in bed. To the back door with your heart in your hand and you take your favorite seat behind the baby grass. She came in the back door with her heart on a string and she kicked off the dust and she made it sing. And I'm down the stairs in the squint of a night was up and I see just why someone busted down in my back door and snuck across that kitchen floor and it's playing a tune while I'm counting sheep well it sure is pretty but I can't speak and I said oh, 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 my. you are you gone too far cause I need my precious peace and quiet open wide Come inside, disturb my precious peace and quiet. I love the way that you play, but I need my precious peace and quiet. I kick you out with my scream and shout, I just can't seem to do it. Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who do you think you are? Came in the back, sir, with the heart on the sleeve. If I had even noticed what I asked her to leave, but I was too far away from the scene of the crime. Just to me and a couple hearts sleep at time. Reading the latest biography, hoping that it might be someone like me. Just to find me away out of my head, but let's forget all that, cause it's time for start I had my reservations ghosts that breathe memories were made piteous smiles we had taken photographs of things that remain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it's hard to tell with you I just don't understand Friendships go sour or they bend and turn inwards Being alone in your station Wagon that was dirty and gray Voices whispered, echoing the pain. Karen McGee on WLIWFM, compliments of East Hampton stars Christopher Walsh, who turned me on to that artist and uh, led us to an interview with him. We've got Jason Mraz, Andy Frank from Sealed.com joins us in just a few moments to talk uh, tips for homeowners to insulate their homes as the colder weather creeps in. I'm Jenna Volpe, uh, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in sections of uh, central and western Suffolk County, as well as Connecticut. Or you can always stream us online from wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. Stay tuned. Home, there's another cell phone tower. Can 
construction getting loud paving over yesterdays you and i oh, we will try to find the side of it that's pretty while our town becomes a city we won't let it be erased empires rise empires fall will you be my constant through it all i will hold your hand and watch the world spin madly round this life we're in oh yeah everything goes quiet when it's you i'm with oh yeah everything goes quiet stuff to it things are always moving into a futuristic place well you and i we will try we can try to dance into tomorrow but time we'll have to borrow not a minute left to waste heartbeats arise heartbeats fall Jason Mraz leading us to the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Tuesday morning, just after 1 a.m. If you're listening to uh, the replay, and that means it's 
Time for our Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Hot St- um, by Southampton Arts Center. Although uh, it's not exactly a Tasty Tuesday segment because no matter how much uh, your, the insulation in your home may look like cotton candy, please do not eat it. Uh, we are joined this morning again by Andy Frank of Sealed.com. We're talking about instead of ways uh, to keep the cold in, as uh, Andy spoke about last time he was on with us, we're talking about ways to keep the cold air out and the warmth inside. Good morning, Andy. Thank you for joining us again on The Heart. Good morning, Jenna. Thanks for having me. It is wonderful to have you back. Um, Thank you so much. You gave us so many really useful tips, uh, free tips for homeowners out there uh, to keep their homes cool uh, as the hotter months were here. Now we're talking about how to keep the warmth inside uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, Jenna. So the, the the good news is a lot of the same types of things that you would do to keep your home cool in the summer are similar to the things that you want to do to keep the uh, your home warm in the in the winter. Of course. Um, you know, as we all know, um, energy prices are are going up pretty significantly um, this 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 winter uh, due to a number of factors. And so, what we all want to do is do some common sense things that can keep your home warm uh, without breaking the budget. Um, so, the first thing that that everyone can do, and this doesn't cost anything, um, is to make sure that you're not um, heating your home uh, when you're not there. Um, so we recommend that everyone lower their thermostat when you're asleep um, or out of the house, uh, which if you do that for at least eight hours a day, can save up to uh, 10% on your heating costs uh, this winter. Nice. Um, and what's great is you can either do this manually um, if you want, or you can invest in a smart thermostat if you don't already have it uh, that can automatically lower your thermostat when you're not home or not using it. Right. You know, I, before we go on to other tips, I did want to ask you, because I imagine you you know more than me. I thought I saw uh, somewhere that, am I correct in saying that natural gas prices are going to be going up? Uh, t- talk to me a little bit. You, you talked about energy going up. Am I am I right about that? Am I, yeah. am I misremembering? Uh, and if I'm not, uh, why? So natural gas prices are definitely going up. Um, uh, the government expects them to rise by 28% this year. Um, but you know, if you're uh, if you if you heat with heating oil, unfortunately, uh, you're going to see a similar rise as well. So, however, you uh, your home, whether it's natural gas or heating oil, which which most of your listeners uh, probably have one or one or the other, um, it's going to go up by close to 30%. So that's um, that's very bad on news. On the other for... hand, the increases for electricity um, as well as propane are, are more modest. It's right. uh, 10% and 5%. So if you if you heat uh, with electricity, if you use heat pumps uh, like I do in my home, for example, um, those increases are going to be less severe. And if you heat with propane, um, it's also going to be less severe. So uh, is that like a split system? You talked about a heat pump. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, so there's actually a few different kinds of heat pumps. Um, so I have a split system. Um, I have a ductless cool. um, split system. Oh, um, I want so I that. Have one, um, <laughs> yeah, they're really nice. Um, I've got basically one unit um, in each major part of my house. So I have eight total. Um, and so I can control the temperature in basically each room or each part of my house, which is which is really nice. And they're, and they're super efficient. They're um, about three 
is more efficient than a, than a furnace or, or a boiler. Um, I and, want uh, that so badly. Healthy, safe, all that good stuff. Um, so definitely recommend them. But there's also, if you have... Uh, if you currently have a furnace and, and prefer uh, using your, your ductwork, um, there are also central systems that you can use with heat pumps. Um, and there's also a really easy way um, to say that everyone can do, which is to replace their water heater with a um, heat pump water heater. Um, those are really efficient. And also, they help dehumidify your basement as well. That's where you place them. So I'm excited, especially, well, you know, I'm, I'm saddened most for those who uh, have uh, oil heat. And that is a lot, I think, of people on Long Island as far as, you know, looking at homes. Uh, I've been, almost every house that I have looked at in the past month has had oil heat. And we know that's that's, uh, quite a cost. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saddened to hear about the jump, but also excited to hear about the different investments that can be made uh, I'm raising my hand as someone considering going the route that you have with the ductless split system, uh, hearing how yeah. efficient it is and uh, cheap. Yeah, we see a lot. We see a lot of people who switch from um, from oil um, to to heat pumps. Um, as you mentioned, it's not only you know much more efficient, but um, it's also something that people really care about when it comes to convenience. Right? It's not the most convenient thing to have to have an oil. Uh, truck drop by, you know, every every couple weeks in the in right. the winter. It's it's loud, it's smelly, um, it's inconvenient, um, and it's also lot safer and, and healthier to not, um, you know, pump pump oil into your home. Um, but very practically, in addition to that, um, it is harder to sell your home if you if you heat with oil. Yeah. Um, you know, when we were looking at uh, houses, there are a few houses that we loved um, that we just couldn't realistically um, bid on because the the liability from from the oil tank was was much. So. Um, I definitely, if, if someone is thinking about either today or in a couple of years, um, you know, wanting to, to sell your home or increase your property value, right. uh, it's a great investment in the home. And then obviously there's a bonus of being more efficient, more comfortable, healthier and safer. I mean, that's, uh, I agree with you there. When I look at, when I see oil, I won't say it's a deal breaker, but it's almost there. The house has to be like kind of yeah. so, yeah. so perfect. If it's oil heat, uh, it's got to really, really attract me if I'm going to, uh, move to some place that has an oil heating system, although I imagine it might have to be uh, what I do, uh, again, because I, uh, I'm talking about the prevalence of it out here. All right, so other free things that, that folks can do, um, although investment is something to consider. It's something I'm certainly am. Um, go ahead. Yeah, the other the other big thing that we recommend that, um, that most people do, depending on your system, um, uh, you can do this in different ways to make sure that you're maintaining your heating system properly, uh, which if you do it can can save up to 15, 15% on your heating costs in the winter. So if you have a furnace um, or a heat pump like I do, you want to clean your filters um, at least every few months. Um, okay. It's pretty easy to do. You just pop them out. Um, you can soak them in water. Or clean them, uh, you know, clean them by hand or with a vacuum. But that makes sure that they're really operating well and operating efficiently. Um, you can also get your heating system serviced. Anybody can do this. So you have a professional come out. That will cost you a little bit of money, uh, but not too much. And they'll make sure that everything is running properly. Um, you know, tweak a few, few knobs, so to speak. Um, if some 
isn't working properly and making sure that you're kind of getting the most bang from your buck. Um, because a lot of people waste a lot of energy um, by heating with an inefficient system, um, and that's not good for, for you, not good for the system, um, and certainly doesn't uh, you know, do, do its best to keep you comfortable while, while keeping your costs low. Right, right. Very cool. Anything else? So the other thing that we, you know, is probably going to sound familiar um, that we recommend everyone do is to weatherize your home. Um, most of the energy waste um, in a home um, actually comes from from little tiny uh, holes, little tiny leaks all around the home, uh, particularly in the attic and in the basement. And if you add up all those cracks and holes, um, uh, it basically is the equivalent of keeping a, a big window open all year round. So you can stop this energy waste by sealing your home. You can do this. Uh, you can do some of it yourself with, you know, weather stripping and caulk around your windows and doors and other areas. Um, but if you have a big problem, if your home is is is, is drafty, um, if that's uh, there are uneven temperatures, so it's really you know comfortable temperature in one part of your house, but it's really cold in another part of your house, you're probably going to want to um, have a professional, um, you know, weigh in and, and see if you need some more extensive uh, extensive work done to be able to seal those cracks and gaps again in your in your attic and your basement in particular. Um, and uh, sometimes you or oftentimes you'll also need to put in uh, additional layers of, of insulation. All right, so I am grateful to you. We 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 are at the mark. So I do have to let you go, but I thank you. And uh, I don't think it's an accident that the next track is called Quiet from a band called Men I Trust. I definitely uh, trust you, Andy, when it comes to um, advice for homeowners as far as uh, keeping their home either cool or hot, uh, making sure that they are um, most efficiently protecting their home from the outside elements. Uh, you can check out sealed.com for more information. I'm Gianna Volpe. That uh, was uh, Andy Frank. This is Men I Trust. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you just heard the Tuesday morning segment underwritten by Southampton Arts Center right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
All right, I've got some cool breaking news. If you have listened or uh, if you've listened to any of these uh, live sessions from WLIWFM Studio 51, the video is now live online under programs. You'll see Studio 51. It's a blue icon. Bottom of the right, I believe. Uh, WLIW.org slash radio to see the live performances from Gene Casey at Nancy Atlas. Rob Europe and Pete Mancini, and of course the upcoming live performances tomorrow with Inda Eaton and Joe D'Elia and a special surprise guest on The Heart tomorrow morning. Uh, we've got uh, that track I mentioned earlier, Quiet Storm from Soko's Feel Feelings record, and then we'll play a little Fleet Fox's uh, Quiet Houses. Then we've got Colin Palmer joining us to talk about Boots on the Ground Theater's uh, final weekend of Chemical Imbalance, the play about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm Jenna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Thank you. 
15 minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour and the end of this edition of The Heart. Fleet Fox is leading us into a special segment with Colin Palmer of Boots on the Ground Theater. Uh, they've got their chemical imbalance uh, play about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde coming into its final weekend, perfectly uh, timed since it is spooky season. Colin Palmer, welcome back to The Heart, right? You've been on with me before. Uh, representing Northbrook yeah. Community Theater? Yeah. Refresh my memory. Yeah, right before the pandemic, unfortunately. We had a, I was uh, directing a production of Wolf Hall uh, in Mattituck that was unfortunately cut short. <gasps> um, but yeah, it's great to be back here. It's great to have you back. Great production. Yeah, so but before we go into it, you have to tell me what, what that was like for you as a director um, because it's such an unprecedented time and... Still uh, interesting to for me to hear about uh, what that was like for you. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, it, it was unlike anything we had we had ever been involved with before. Um, I mean, basically, you know, there's the old theater adage of the show must go on, and you know, with any show, um, you want to be able to you know find something that'll make it work. And you know, we were working you know hard for a couple of weeks to you know figure out like, oh, can we do a performance maybe without an audience where we would stream to people. Right, right. Um, and, you know, the pandemic was just, everything was going so quickly. Right. Um, and things were ramping up so much that, you know, it ended up being, you know, we weren't able to do anything. Right. Um, I mean, w- uh, one of our cast members was one of the first people on the North Fork to contract the virus. Um, so just just from that, it was, you know, it was it was a little disheartening having to, you know, have our set kind of sit um, just on the stage for a few months. And usually you have your set strike at the right after the final performance. Um, but we had it about three months later, everyone masked uh, wow. in, the, in the theater. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was very anticlimactic. But, you know, that's the thing about theater. It's so, um, it's so impermanent, and it exists only in that moment. Hey. So the people who were able to see that show that weekend were so were you know really lucky, and and that's really the thing about the world is that it's impermanent. Things change, and now we're back. So we're here talking about boots yeah. on the ground theater and uh, this wonderful production at the Southampton Cultural Center, Chemical Imbalance. I've always loved the story of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Can you talk a little bit about what the uh, performances? to today have been like and about this play in general? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's a really crazy, um, you know, no pun intended uh, version of the, of the story. Um, I mean, it has, you know, the, like deep down, you know, the elements of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that everyone's familiar with, you know, mad scientist, Dr. Jekyll wants to, you know, chemically separate the good from the evil within everybody. Um, and things don't work exactly as he hoped. Um, so it has that, you know, the original Dr. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson story. Uh, and then on top of that, you've got a little bit of kind of an Oscar Wilde drawing Ooh. room comedy. There are a lot of new characters, uh, like Jekyll's mother and sister, um, a love interest that the sister is trying to set up, the Grand Dame character, kind of Lady Throckmortonshire is a very Lady Bracknell kind of character. But then on top of all of that, is just a good old-fashioned farce. This show is, I've been telling people, it's the most active I've been in a show 
since doing musicals in high school, every single rehearsal just ending up, you know, covered in sweat because we're, you know, climbing over furniture. I'm throwing someone out a window. I'm being thrown out of a window. We're wrestling. There's, um, there are a lot of cartoon bonk sounds, people being clubbed over the head and knocked out. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just silly and fun. That's, that's the ultimate thing. And and, it's it's like, you you need, you need that after, uh, theater going dark for two years. I imagine you've got some pent up energy to get out. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's funny because, you know, most of the theater I've been able to be involved with, um, actually some of the other members of the cast had been involved in, you know, an online theater group. Right, right. Um, a local director, Huck Hirsch, had started about a month after the pandemic started. No, Huck. And so, you know, we were getting our thea- theatrical energy out by just doing readings over Zoom. Right. Um, but there's so much that's missing by just, you know, sitting at a chair in front of your computer. Once you're actually on stage, when you know you have lights in front of you, when you have that audience that you can't quite make out, but are there and you hear them laughing, you hear them, you know, you hear coughs at quiet moments, you hear them kind of moving in their seats, you hear people repeating lines. Um, you know, when we have running jokes in the show, last, uh, this past weekend I heard someone repeat a running gag the third time it happened. And that was just such a wonderful feeling to know that people were, you know, just having so much fun in the audience right. that way. There's an undeniable, uh, like, uh, kinetic energy or something. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. I don't think I am. But there's an undeniable energy between performers yeah. and and audience members that, you know, musicians, actors, uh, performers of all types mourned uh, through the past two years. So excited for you guys 100%. on stage. And uh, scc-arts.org, I imagine, for tickets to the final weekend of Chemical Imbalance? Yeah, tickets are available. Yeah, you can get them online um, or at the door. Um, It's definitely a show you don't want to miss, you know, especially this weekend, you know, a couple days before Halloween. It's a perfect, um, yeah, it's a a perfect spoopy event to come and experience. Perfect spooky season programming. Um, I thank you so much. I I apologize uh, for us not being able to do our time on Friday morning, although we got the same amount of time in um, uh, Tim Corwin of the Southampton uh, Trails Preservation Society will be joining us on Monday on Halloween. Colin, we couldn't reschedule for then because we would have missed the final weekend and we definitely don't want to do that. Uh, break a leg and my very best to Thanks Bonnie so Grice. I know this is her. Is, is Bonnie in in this piece? In this show, so Bonnie, so Bonnie is our producer, our costumer, and she plays Mrs. Chill, my mother. Uh, and Bonnie has been, you know, Bonnie's someone that you know I've, you know, known kind of on the like vaguely for years. You know, ever since you know I was in high school, and you know, I'd be at the Teeny Awards, and she would be. Right. She was usually the MC for years, um, and then finally actually getting to know her, and she gives just so much to this production. Her and Mark Heideman, our director. It's just, um, it's just it's her heart. They're all in every single element. It's and I'm fantastic. not surprised to hear that she's the costumer because uh, uh, what I've known of Bonnie, she is so uh, serious, uh, particularly about period mm. costuming. Anytime I've seen her uh, out and about 
um, doing like a, a uh, an appearance. She's in period costuming that is like every little bit. There's there's nothing missing. So I have to imagine she's bringing that yeah. energy to Chemical Imbalance. You know, wishing you all uh, the best ahead of the final weekend of Chemical Imbalance. Again, scc-arts.org uh, for tickets and more information. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Colin Palmer. Uh, this is By the Coast, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. If you're looking for Fred Raimundo, find him on the playlist on WLIW.org slash radio, the Heart of the East End program page. This is By the Coast. We'll lead you into the NPR news break with OK Go, Oh Lately It's So Quiet. Deep bow to our guests this morning, Sally Grant, Andy Frank, and Colin Palmer, as well as our underwriters. Peconic Landing in Southampton Arts Center. And you, the listener supporter of WLIWFM, NPR Radio. <laughs> 